stand as we read from our text in Romans chapter number 12, Romans the 12th chapter, and we have um, gotten as far as verse number 17, Romans 12, verse number 17, we began verse 17 last week, recompense to no man, repay to no man in other words, recompense to no man evil for evil. So we want to keep that in mind as we look at the remainder of the verse in the next verse. So recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. Verse 18 says, if it be possible, and reflect back to recompensing not evil for evil, but if it be possible, which implies that it's not always, right? If it be possible, as much as lieth in you or depends upon you as for your part live peaceably with all men as much as possible live peaceably with all men well let's let's go to the lord once again in prayer father as we come we ask for your grace and your mercy we ask for a hearing ear we ask that you'd be with the one that speaks we ask that you would uh, make your word known unto us we ask that you would Make yourself manifest that you would declare uh, these things unto us and make them alive and real. Help us to live uh, in them before you, glorifying you in all we do. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So, last week, like I said, we looked at the beginning of verse number 17, recompense no man evil for evil. Uh, This morning, provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. So that's what we want to look at today. Uh, begin with this, Lord, help me speak that I may speak. I was, first thing, sat down at my computer this morning, and that was what came up on my screen, was, Lord, help me speak that I may speak. It's actually a hymn. I don't know that we have it in our hymn books, but, Lord, help me speak that I may speak. It made me think about Moses. Remember Moses came to the burning bush. He turned aside because he saw the bush that wasn't consumed, you know, by the flame. And through the course of the things that God said unto Moses um, in regards to him being, like we said this morning already, a deliverer of God's people and delivering Israel from Egypt. Moses was concerned about speaking before two groups of people, one before Pharaoh and one before God's people. You know, who is it that I shall say that has sent me? And you remember, he says, I am. You tell, you tell my people that I am has sent you. Um, and they would understand, you know, that. Um, but you remember Moses said, I'm not an eloquent man. And God's angry with Moses because uh, he says in the Moses, who's made man's mouth? Have, have I not made man's mouth? So, Lord, help me speak that I may speak. Be with my mouth, in other words, and teach me what you would have me to say. Um, So how does that connect with where we are? Well, recompense to no man evil for evil. If we're not going to repay evil for evil, then we know that we're to repay good, you know, for evil. We looked at that a little bit last week. Um, So that would be the opposite of repaying evil for evil. Two evils don't make a good. You know, two rights don't make a wrong. We're not to repay evil for evil, but we're to repay, you know, evil with, you know, good. Um, You talk about confounding the light, the the darkness. 
you know, by the light. I mean, people are really confused, aren't they? Whenever someone whom they have treated spitefully, they have treated wrongfully, that person, in spite of the way that they've been treated by the other, um, has sought to do them some sort of good. Um, you pray about that. The Lord will provide an opportunity for you to be able to do good unto that person. You know, what's, what's our goal here? Well, if we were interested in repaying evil for evil, that would be the end result, right? I mean, we let them have it. Um, we, we retaliate. Uh, we, we get our vengeance. Uh, you know, we, we get back uh, at them for what they've done. But that's not what the Lord's called us unto. He's called us even to pray for our enemies, uh, to do good unto those who hate us, and despitefully use us? Is that, is that something that's easy to do? No, it's not. It's not easy to do. Uh, what's it going to take for me to fulfill, you know, that kind of a, a commandment? You know, what am I going to have to do in order to, for that to be a reality in my life? Is the desire there? That's the first thing. I mean, this is what God says. God says, don't repay evil for evil. He goes on further down in, in chapter 12. He says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. We talked about that, didn't we? Who, who's going to do a better job at that? Me or God? You know, God's going to do a better job, right? Um, you know, I mean, what would mine look like? What would my repayment look like to make the person be as ridiculed as possible, to make them, you know, feel as low as I can about themselves and me as, as high as I can about myself? And we've already seen you know, in the preceding verses about not being conceited, which really has to do with having a higher opinion of yourself than we ought to have. Uh, we think more of ourselves than we ought to think. Uh, we think so much of ourselves that we don't think about others. You know, that's the real issue and problem, isn't it? So, you know, here in thinking about rendering evil for evil, you know, yeah, I, I, could, I could accomplish some of those things. I could have a better, you know, put down than they had, you know, towards me or, um, maybe I could punch, you know, harder than they punch. I could really, you know, do more, inflict more harm and more damage maybe than they've inflicted upon, you know, me in whatever way, you know, that might, what that, whatever that might look like. Um, but I might even do more towards them than they've done towards me. I mean, if I'm going to use the scales of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, you know, I might take out two teeth. I might take out both eyes. Um, you know, I might do more than they did to me. Well, God's just. God's just. So his repayment, it's more just than mine. Whatever retribution that God brings upon a person, it's going to be more complete than mine. It's going to accomplish more than mine. You know, so it's, it's better in God's hands. Retaliation is better in God's hands than it is, you know, in mine. It's better for God to handle that. Uh, than it would be for mine. You know, we can talk about it from that aspect, but then, you know, on the other hand, God says, it is mine. It is mine to repay. Vengeance belongs unto me. So when I take that up, I'm taking up something that actually belongs, you know, to God. So, you know, Lord, help me to speak as I ought to speak. You know, that a little light gets shed upon that, doesn't it, when we're not to return evil for evil or railing for railing. Uh, but contrary-wise, the Scripture says, blessing. So, Lord, be with my mouth and help me to speak as I ought to speak. So if I'm going to obey the injunction that's given here to me not to render evil for evil, if I'm going to further go into you know, the 17th verse there and see that I'm to provide things honest 
in the sight of all men. If I'm going to go further into verse number 18 and say, I'm to live at peace as much as is possible with me, I'm to live at peace with all men, then how am I going to accomplish that? Can we see our need of humbling ourselves before God and saying, Lord, I need wisdom. I need grace. I need mercy. Um, and, and not just the wisdom, grace, and mercy in regards to my salvation, but wisdom, grace, and mercy in regards to dealing with other people and, and handling situations. And, and that word provide, really, what it really means is to think about beforehand. I was talking to Sister Shelby just this week. I, I, I was passing by, and there was her car, and there was another car. And I was concerned about the other car. I wasn't concerned about her car so much because I knew her car was supposed to be here, you know, or if it was here, she's, she was here doing what she does and taking care of things around here. So, uh, when I saw the other car, I, w- I was a little concerned. And then as I got closer, I saw somebody walking around in the parking lot. So I pulled in and I put my car between their car and her car, you know, and their car and the door. Cause I didn't know what kind of situation and she might come out. You know, I didn't know what kind of situation I was fixing to run into here. Um, but it ended up being a person that was just looking for some help. And so I did what I could for him. And then I was concerned. I asked him, I said, now, I guess you knocked on the door. Uh, cause I figured that they had, cause they saw a car, you know, they thought somebody was inside and they knocked on the door. And so I said, anybody answer? And they said, no. Well, I don't know the person. I was concerned. I knew Shelby was probably inside. And so I was like, well, I'm going to go in there and see. And I opened the door, and it's dark in there. And I'm walking down the hallway, and it's dark in there. And the whole time, I'm calling Sister Shelby's name. And there's no answer. And I finally get to the hallway, and I can see down this hallway, and I can see her in that bathroom in there cleaning. And so now I know she's okay. But I'm concerned that I'm going to scare her. <laughs> and so I'm still calling her name. But she had earphones in, and when I, she finally heard me, it did startle her. It wasn't the preacher that was on the earphone speaking. It was another voice. <laughs> it was another preacher, and you hadn't tuned into that, that channel yet. But I was concerned that that person was not telling me the truth, you know, that actually they had come in, and they could have done her some kind of harm. So, you know, I wanted to come in, you know, and check on her. But, but we want to be, be prepared beforehand. So I was, we were going through this whole thing, right? We were talking about it, and she was talking about the fact that, well, I've thought about this before. <laughs> she said, if somebody comes in and, and they want to, to take my life, I know what I'm going to say to them. And so the reason why I brought all, all that up is because that word provide there really has to do with that sort of thought. It's to th- take thought beforehand. Take thought beforehand. Before you get into that situation, take thought of that. We're to be ready, right, to do what? To give an answer? To every man that asks of us the reason of, of, of the hope that is within us, you know, with meekness, uh, you know, and, 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 in, and in fear, you know, but, but um, you know, not fear the person, but, but you know, we, we have a reverence for God. We have a respect for God, um, you know, that they don't have. So, you know, that's, that's, that has something to do with that word you know, that we see there in, in, in regards to uh, provide Providing things honest in the sight of all men. Uh, so it has to do with rendering evil for evil. It has to do with that sort of situation that we can find ourselves in. It has to do with how we're going to respond. Um, 
So how do we think about how we're going to respond? Well, the Bible tells us. We're to think about it in regards, you know, to the fact that, that we're not to return the evil that's done unto us. That's not an easy thing to do because the flesh immediately wants to rise up and the flesh immediately, I think about Brother Johnny Carter. You know, he's, you know, he lived that life beforehand where, you know, he was, he was always scrapping. He was always fighting. You know, anybody said anything about anything, he was ready at the drop of a hat. Let's go, you know. Uh, you know, put them up. We're fixing to have a fight, you know. And so he says today that that's still there, but because of what God's done within him, you know, that's not where he wants to go. That's not the response that he wants to, to, to take. Because like I said, you could, you could be unjust in your repayment. Somebody just says an insult and you go ahead and just, you know, deck them across the, 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 the chin, you know, um, that's a little more than what, you know, they had done, you know, to you. But, but there's within us now that which is like, Lord, I want, to, I want to obey, you know, what your word says. Yeah, this is not easy. This is difficult. Um, you know, I, I, but I don't want to respond that way. Um, you know, I want that circumstance and situation to turn into uh, an opportunity where I might be able to, to, to witness to this person and, and preach the gospel to this person. Uh, just show forth the love of Christ, you know, to this person, because that person could be me. You know, I could be that person. Um, and what would I want somebody, you know, knowing what I know now, what would I want somebody to do? I would want somebody to show the love of Christ, you know, un, unto me. So we're to bless those who curse us, pray for those who persecute us, do good to them that hate us. That's what the scripture tells us to do. Um, that's where we were last week. So the best thing for me to do is to ask the Lord for wisdom. Ask the Lord for wisdom to handle these things. Ask the Lord for grace to handle myself and, and my attitudes and, 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 and my conduct and, and uh, my, every, the words that I would speak and the thoughts that I would think in that situation. You know, may my mind go, first of all, to you know, what, what the Scripture says to me in Matthew chapter 5 that I just read to you about. You know, I'm to bless those that, that would curse me, that I'm, you know, I'm to do good unto those that, that would hate me. Um, you know, that's, that's going to be very confusing, you know, to, uh, you think about, you know, deer in the headlights sort of thing. Um, you know, how many, how many headlights have deer seen, but, you know, they get that sort of look and they just stand right in front of you and boom, you know. Um, but you, you think about how confusing that is to a person to show them kindness when they've shown you hatred. Um, it's, 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 it's really kind of disarming, you know, I mean, you had some of the situations where you've, you've done what you ought to do. It really is disarming, you know, and, and, and a lot of, I know it's not every situation is going to be disarming. I mean, somebody may continue to spew forth the hatred, you know, until you're out of their presence and even beyond, you know, your presence, they continue to do that. I mean, all you got to do is cut them off on the freeway, you know, and you didn't mean to, uh, but you needed to get off of that exit and you were fixing to miss it. And so you're trying to squeeze in and boy, they just, they let it, let it fly, um, May even, may even follow you, you know, till you get to your destination and, and let you have it. Um, we have a, we have a um, guy that does some subcontract work for us, and he had somebody follow him home. And he's like, this guy calls his wife. She works for the fire department, I think, if I remember right, uh, or something to do with the emergency services. And so he's like, this guy's, and, and this guy's a big guy. It's Chris. And this much smaller person is following him home. Uh, well, Chris could inflict, you know, some harm if he wanted to. 
but he seems to be a fairly gentle person, uh, even as big as he is. But he calls his wife and he says, there's this guy and he's just he's not going to let this go. And uh, so she goes out in the yard and whatever emergency vehicle she has, she flips on the lights and lets them spin. So when he pulls in the driveway, you know, the guy just he hesitates for a second and he thinks, no, nah, not worth it. And he keeps going. Um, so, you know, what, whatever we might be able to do to disarm, you know, a situation like that. I mean, if we were of the opinion and the attitude that, you know, just you come on, buddy, you know, you just pull in my driveway and you, you just wait, you know, I'm fixing to mop the, the, the driveway with you. Um, you know, that's, that's not what we're called into. Um, you know, what, what witness could we ever have with that person at any point in the future if we were to respond, you know, in that way? Um, so, you know, we need wisdom to be able to handle those sorts of situations and really to handle ourselves uh, because the flesh wants, you know, to get even. Um, the flesh wants to let them have it. Um, it's no small task to bless those who curse us. It's no small task to pray for your enemies. That's, that's, a, that's a hard thing, you know, for some of us to do, harder for some of us to do than others. Um, so the best thing for us to do is to get with God and ask him for wisdom. He said if we asked for it, that he'd give it to us. Um, and he'd give it liberally. So <clears throat> the same grace that he's shown unto us, that we'd be able to show that to other people. Um, am I saying I do this perfectly? Uh, my wife could tell you no. Um, you know, she, they're, they're, my, my family sees things about me that you don't see, you know. Um, they see me respond in ways that you don't see. And if I was in the truck with Heath, he may not respond. He may not see me respond in the way that my wife and my kids might see me, you know, respond if I was with them, you know. And and they know me a little bit better, so they could even see it if I didn't say anything. Um, we're not sufficient for these things in and of ourselves. Uh, so we need to go to who is sufficient for these things, and that is to the Lord, asking God that He would grant to us that which he's called us unto. He's called us to respond in this way. So, Lord, help us to respond in this way because it is no small thing to love those who are your enemies. Um, Listen to what James says. If you want to turn over there, James chapter 3, third chapter of James, the 13th verse. James chapter 3, verse number 13 James 3.13, who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? So here's the wise person. It says here, let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. We've talked about this before in reference to meekness. You know, the world says meekness is weakness. Well, no, it takes a lot more. I mean, think about the guy I was describing. I mean, Chris is, is probably four or five inches taller, maybe more than that. I don't know, Andrew, what do you think Chris is? He's probably, dad, 6'3", maybe somewhere around there. So, you know, and, 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 a, and a bigger guy, you know. Um, you know, could he have inflicted some harm, you know, upon that person that was following him home? You know, sure. Um, but, you know, what, what, what takes more strength, you know, to, to, to let him have it or to restrain? I mean, think about the long-suffering of God. You know, with this entire world, um, God could just end it all any moment. You know, think about the long-suffering of God with us and, and the things that, that we've done and the mercy that he's shown, you know, unto us. Think about the long-suffering of God. Um, you know, let him show 
Out of a good conversation, his works with meekness of wisdom. So if you have any doubt about this being related to what we're talking about, look at verse number 14. If you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure. And here's the pure, unadulterated truth of God. Then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated. I mean, can that be said about us? If, 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 if I'm upset, am I easy to be entreated? You know, can, can somebody say to me, brother, you know, hold on a second here. You know, or am I just going to storm off and, and I'm, 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 I'm not satisfied unless I'm, 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 I stay in that attitude. And I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let the sun go down upon my wrath and I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to feel the same way I feel right now. And, and don't you ever speak to me again. You know, that's, that's the opposite of what the Lord's called us into. Um, so easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace you know we're to be peace makers um, i don't like being put in the situation but i've been put in the situation before of being a peace maker um, i get put in that position a lot of times when when my oldest will poke this one and keep poking the bear 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 until finally Andrew's had enough. And there's a foot race that ensues and he would have no problem catching her except that she runs through obstacles and finally behind me, you know. And when he was younger, it didn't seem so intimidating when he came running towards her and I was between him and her, but now he's a lot bigger than he used to be. And I'm like, the only thing I got going for me here is I'm his dad, you know. I'm like, Andrew, that's enough, you know. And he's like, He's, you know, still, you know, <laughs> he's like, okay, you know, he said, if it weren't for you running behind dad, you would be in for it right now, you know, and she may get it later and I'm not around. I don't know, but, um, you understand, you know, what I'm saying. And, you know, we, we need to be, we're called to be the meek. We're called to be the peacemakers. Um, you know, we go through the beatitudes and we see those things, don't we? We're called to be those. How are we doing? you know, with these things, or if any of us, you know, being, being hit, you know, right between the eyes, you know, I'm sure, you know, all of us, you know, have some issues, you know, with, with these things, um, you know, further, let me, you know, how you doing with these things on the outside, further, we'd ask how you doing these things on the inside, you know, uh, maybe you don't let it show on the outside, but maybe it's there on the inside, um, and it just, I mean, puts you in the right situation, and you would explode, um, so, we can make a good show on the outside sometimes, but what about within? I ran across this little, uh, I think it's a poem, I don't know, but it says, words are things of little cost, quickly spoken, quickly lost. We forget them, but they stand, witnesses at God's right hand. Grant us, Lord, from day to day, strength to watch and grace to pray. May our lips from sin set free, love to speak and sing of thee. I don't know if you've ever heard that before, but I mean, it, it's appropriate what we're talking about. When we talked about, Lord, let me speak the way that I ought to speak. I mean, here we are still again. Um, you think about how this, this little member, and the scripture speaks of it, doesn't it? This little member in here inside of my mouth and how, what great fire 
you know, that it can start. Um, Ryan passed me yesterday out of the farm, and he grabs a lighter, and he goes out, and he, and he, and he lights, you know, some, some boxes, you know, on fire. You know, this little bitty thing, you know, but you pull the, the, the trigger on it, and the flame comes out, and a great big fire can start, you know, from it. You know, how this little thing here, you know, can kindle a great, a great matter. Um, Lord, help me control, you know, this little thing inside here that I speak the way that I ought to speak. Lord, give me wisdom, um, meekness of wisdom to conduct myself the way that I ought to conduct myself. Uh, If I'm going to provide that which is honest in the sight of all men, if I'm going to provide in the sight of men Christ, I'm going to show forth Christ. You know, this has got to be a reality, you know, in my life. Um, Proverbs 20, verse 22 says, Say not thou, I will recompense evil or repay evil. That word recompense is in our text, isn't it? That I will recompense evil, but wait on the Lord and he shall save thee. So not recompensing evil for evil, but blessing for cursing. You know, praying for those who who hate us and despitefully use us. Um, Wait upon the Lord. I mean, where's, where's our refuge in this? Because I've been wronged. Where's my refuge in this? Well, we run. I mean, is there such a thing as righteous indignation? Sure there is. Can we be rightfully upset about situations? Sure, you know, we can. Uh, But I'm not to render evil for evil. So, you know, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Well, you commit yourself to the Lord. You know, here we're we're saying, you know, what the men in Proverbs are saying, wait upon the Lord. He's going to take care of this. Vengeance is his. You know, you, you don't worry about that. You know, God's, you don't worry about getting even. You know, God is going to get even uh, in everything. Um, You know, so we don't have to worry about them getting what is due unto them. What our, what our prayer ought to be is that they don't get what is due unto them. I mean, really, right? I mean, Stephen being stoned, what did he say? Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. What did the Lord say upon the cross? Same thing, you know, a little bit different, same thought, you know, that we have there uh, with, with Stephen and what the Lord says on the cross. Now, I hope they don't get what they deserve. I don't want what I, des- I you know, deserve, what I deserve, you know, as far as, you know, the sins that I've committed. Uh, I don't want what I, what's des- what I deserve, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd be in hell uh, if that were the case. So, um, Lord, help me to give, you know, right thought to these things and respond in a right way in a way that would really bring glory and honor, you know, unto you. So if it's possible, again, we've already said it's not always possible. Uh, My my kids have come to me. I've used this illustration before. My kids have come to me and said, Dad, this thing happened. I've I've asked them to forgive me, but they won't. And so I've got to deal with both of them, you know, but the one who said, I've asked for forgiveness and they won't forgive, I said, well, you did the thing that you're supposed to do, you know. I said, you can't control their actions. You know, I'm trying to teach them, you know, future, and you know, it's not going to be their sister or their brother. It may be somebody, you know, else. But you've done the thing that you can do. So you rest in that. You've done the thing the Lord's called you to do. You rest in that. And then I've got to go deal with the other one who doesn't want to forgive um, and start talking about forgiveness. And haven't you been forgiven? Um, why can't you forgive? Um, you know, why do you want to hold on to this thing? Well, Dad, you just don't know. 
you know, what they did. You just don't know what they said. Um, you know, this thing was my favorite thing, and they broke it, you know, little kids. And with the bigger kids, that was, you know, a 10-year gap between them. That was a problem. Uh, don't go in my room. Don't touch my stuff, you know. Um, not that it's not a problem with the kids that are closer together, you know, than that. But, um, again, you, know, you can kind of get the idea, you know, there with the illustration. Well, what are we going to do? God alone is able to make us to stand, enable us to stand in these sort of situations and circumstances and do what he's called us, you know, to do. Um, you know, what, what if Stephen's answer was the very grace that, that God used? And, and, I mean, you know, you know Saul of Tarsus was standing there when Stephen was stoned. You know he was holding the, the outer garments of those who were hurling stones at Stephen. And he saw, what, what did those people see? They saw Stephen's face that was like that of an angel, you know, as they're killing him and heard him pray that this sin would not be laid to their charge. And was that, could that have been, perhaps could that have been something that was used in the life of Saul of Tarsus that, who, be, who became Paul the, the apostle? I think it was your cane, brother. <laughs> you Don't render evil for evil. You thought Heath was after you. <laughs> That was just, that was just, that. he, Brother Wiseman looked around at Heath like, what was that? Heath's like, I don't know. <laughs> um, so, but you think about that, that being something that was used in, in the life of, of, uh, of Paul. Um, think about what the Lord said to him. He says, Saul, it's hard. Saul, Saul, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks. You know, what kind of pricks are we talking about? You know, Paul kicking a cactus? You know, what are we talking about here? It's, it's, isn't it the pricks upon his conscience? You know, how that the Spirit was, was, was putting his finger upon things in Paul's life? Sure. Um, stinging. Uh, oh, oh, death, where is thy sting? You know, use that word there. Uh, oh, grave, where is thy victory? But stinging conscience uh, over the matter of Stephen? Maybe. Could have been. Um, some think so. Don't know. Uh, for sure. We're not told that, but could have been. Um, you know, we're called to abstain from the very appearance of evil. And here we're talking about not rendering evil for evil. We're to abstain from the very appearance. What's at stake? What's at stake here? The glory of God's at stake? You know, that's at stake. The gospel, the truth is at stake. How we respond. Um, the souls of men and women are at stake uh, in this. So we're called to provide an honest response to the world. Um, take thought about, you know, these situations and what's at stake here. Um, as much as possible with you, um, you know, live at peace, you know, with all men is what we're, we're really called here. What does that mean? What, we, what is, what is, what is scripture saying to us here? It means seek peace, pursue peace. That's what we're being told here. Who else is going to pursue peace in this situation? But we, um, those who know peace, who've been shown peace, whose peace has been shed abroad in your hearts. Who, who know the peace of God uh, that passes understanding uh, even when we let our requests be made known unto God. This is this peace we're talking about. Um, you know, the, the greatest peace that person could know, you know, it would be to know peace with God. Um, you know, I, I related the story to you before about Sundar Singh being upon, you know, the train and, and uh, the, the other, one of the other Sikhs, you know, comes up to him and says, as he sees him praying, you know, what are you doing? You've left our religion. You know, you've disgraced your family. You, you've disgraced our culture. Um, you know, you've become a Christian. 
And Sundar says, all I know is I have peace. And the man's like, I have peace. I have peace. I got peace too. And he goes back to his seat and he sits there for a long time thinking upon these things. And he comes back and he whispers and Sundar sings here and he says, I have no peace. In other words, he wants to know that peace. He wants to know that peace. So the greatest peace that men could know is peace with God. I mean, how many problems would that resolve in this world if peace it was known? I mean, you see these bumper stickers on people's cars, visualize world peace. Well, unless men are at peace with God, they're not going to know true peace. The, the true peace is peace with God. I mean, and if people had peace with God and they were trying to, they were seeking, I'm not saying we, none of us make mistakes anymore, but no, no sin anymore, but, but if, they, if they knew true peace, how many problems would that solve? I mean, would we be passing some of the legislation that's being passed today? Would we be enacting some of these orders that are being enacted today? No. You know, would, would countries, you know, be at war with one another if they knew this peace? No. Uh, but they don't know this peace. They, they're seeking in a hostile world to create peace, uh, you know, in, by, by a show of force. You know, Russia's trying to, you know, show, by a show of force, take over, you know, Ukraine. Um, you know, so it's, that's, you know, we're, we're going to have peace, they think, you know, by our military might. We're going to have peace, you know, we think maybe on our side by imposing sanctions. Uh, how many times have presidents over the years gone to the Middle East and seek to broker a peace deal between people there? One day there will be peace. One day God's going to put an end to it all. Um, but here we're called to, and like I said, Matthew 5, we're called to love our enemies, bless those that curse us, do good to them that hate us. I mean, if anybody's going to show be a peacemaker, if anybody's going to bring that person to a place of peace, it's those who know peace because we know God. So we're called unto this. I'm not saying it's easy. And, and I'm not saying it's peace at any cost. It's not peace at any cost, is it? I mean, I'm called to peace, live peaceably with all men. So whatever I've got to do, no, it's not peace at any cost. We can't compromise the truth. It's not peace at any cost. I mean, I've got to speak the truth. I've got to speak it the right way. I've got to speak it in love, you know, but it's not peace at any cost. I cannot compromise the truth. If a person's going to be at enmity with me because of the truth, I can't help that. I've, I've, I've done what I can. I've, I've, I've sought but there not to be any offense by, by my person uh, in this matter, but this is the truth, and I cannot change that. You know? And if we can't be at peace, because of that, then there's not going to be peace until you make peace with God. You know, so we, we understand that it's not peace at any cost. Um, you, you think about Grace Community Church out there, John MacArthur, California. I mean, all the, 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 the restrictions that were being imposed during COVID. And you can't meet. And the church in the beginning thought, well, we don't know what this thing is. You know, we need to take precautions. Then they start to figure out this is not what they're saying that it is. And they begin to meet again. And the government says, no, you cannot meet. And they say, we must. We must obey God. God calls us to meet together, not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. We must meet. And so they meet in court. Well, what does the church do? Is the church out there protesting, saying, down with the government, down with the government? No. The church is, you know, peaceably saying this is what the truth is. 
This is what we must do. You do what you must do. We will do what we must do. Um, if you've got to seek to impose these things, then, then you're going to have to do what you think is right. But we have to do what we know, you know is right and what the Scripture you know, calls us into. Um, you know, here we are, you know, seeking to speak the truth. That we've souls, men, the, men's, the souls of men are at stake. You know, we're seeking to speak the truth, and they call it hate speech. All the while, they're seeking to cultivate, you know, open hostility toward biblical values and promote the normalization of abortion and homosexuality and transgenderism and all sorts of other things that assault the family you know, and assault the Word of God. So, no, it's not peace at any cost. I haven't decided what the truth is. God has. That's what God says. These aren't my words. These are God's words. This is where I've got to stand. I can't do anything else. So we preach the truth in love. If a person be offended, let it not be because of us, but because of the truth, you know, itself. Um, you know, the, the church there entered the courtroom. And like I said, they weren't shouting down with the government. You know, they were proclaiming the truth and they were committed unto it. And in the end, they won. They won. Uh, doesn't mean the world might not try it again, you know, but uh, they, they had to pay out a lot of money, you know, as a result of that lawsuit. Um, and God could have caused it to come out a different way. You know, John MacArthur could have been put in prison, you know, for, for preaching to a, a group of people that had gathered together. I don't know. But this is what the Lord did. And what did they do? They stayed the course. They committed themselves to the truth, you know. Um, so here, that's, like I said, not peace at any cost. Uh, we've got, we're committed to the truth. We're going to do what is right. You know, in, in God's sight, uh, let let the chips fall where they may. Um, you know, we're going to do what what's right. You know, in the sight of the Lord. So, anyway, that's that's you know what we see. You know, there before us, and Lord help us to be able to respond in a right way, to respond in a God honoring way, to respond in a way that that would be a witness to those around us, and may even bring them to a place like if we imagine with Stephen, you know, maybe that was a situation that the Lord used in, in Paul's life. Uh, you know, we just don't know. But um, the Lord do with the situation what he might. I mean, Stephen was doing what was right, and he paid the ultimate cost in the sense, you know, he, he, he lost his life as a result. But in losing his life, he gained, didn't he? I mean, for us, that sort of loss is gain. Um, to lose our life here, gain eternity. Uh, so, all right. Well, let's let's stand and we'll go once again to the Lord in prayer and ask Dad if He would to pray for us and return thanks for the for the meal that um, the Lord so graciously provided unto us. I mean, we have we have food to eat today, and not just food. We have food that we that we want. You know, and you you'll be able to go through there, and there'll be lots of different things, and you get to pick the things that you want. You know, you're not in prison somewhere and they just threw some kind of slop on there on your plate, you know, and it, it splatters all over you and, you know, everybody else and it tastes horrible and, and you just have to force yourself to eat it um, just to be able to put some nourishment you know, in your body and stay alive. Um, so be thankful uh, for what the Lord has, has done, you know, for us and given unto us. We're able to meet, you know, here today. We're not underground somewhere. We're not in China, you know, having to meet underground as the church or in, in Iran, you know, uh, having to meet underground as a church. Here we are openly able to come and meet together. 
Um, so be thankful for what the Lord's done, you know, for you, for me, you know, today. Let's pray.